When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? Your guy, Ike Jones, back with another morning drop. This morning, we're talking about the departure of Alan Flanagan to the portal. How is Auburn basketball going to replace that production on the court? Let's get straight into it. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. On a Wednesday morning, Wednesday, May the 10th, we are talking a little Auburn basketball. Mike G, let's talk a little Auburn basketball Mm. today. Alan Flanagan has decided, finally, not unexpectedly, but finally, to hit the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Yeah, uh, we talked about this on the Mike Mack and Memes podcast. Uh, I believe B dropped that this morning. Uh, I, I was a little taken back by this. I thought it really? was, pro, yeah, I, I thought it was pro or returned Auburn. I did uh, not. Okay, I that's, did, that's fair. I yeah. did not see the transfer portal factoring into his decision. So uh, we know that his dad is going to Ole Miss, and you know, is he going to Ole Miss to play with his dad? You know, that, that question is out there, but he didn't immediately state his intention upon transfer. So that makes me wonder, again, is there something going on internally with Alan Flanagan where he feels like it's in his best interest to move on? I know that they're bringing in Chaney Johnson and Denver Jones as wings. And, you know, was there a reduced role in the future for him? It just feels like for a guy who was an Auburn guy from the beginning, this is an odd move, I think. Now, he will be a graduate transfer. So mm-hmm. no no restrictions applied to him. He can do what he wants and go where he wants, right. certainly. But um, I, I just I just can't help but wonder if in the remake of this, was there a conversation with Alan Flanagan about what his role would be in this last year? Because he's got one more. If he wants to stay in college, he's got one more year to make his mark if he wants to go into the NBA draft. But, um, you know, the G League is an option. Obviously, overseas is an option, you know, for him, I guess, if he wants to develop even more. I just, I, I just thought the transfer portal would be the last of his picks yeah personally yeah i mean i don't disagree with you i think that it's interesting that he chose to transfer i did uh, think that it was more likely that he would go pro uh but i did feel like the the longer that this kind of went on the less likely it was that he was going to be returning to auburn i think the interesting thing for me in a lot of these and, and this is kind of the scenario with a lot of these like uh jay will is another guy who has not firmly announced what his intentions are. He's still listed on the roster, on the website. He's graduated recently. Um, and, and then the Janai Broom situation, all of those things are just putting me in this place where I'm like, what are we doing with the basketball thing right now? And there's so many guys, and so many is relative, like three guys on a roster of, or in a rotation that's probably going to go 10 deep. But that's, listen, 30% of your roster right now that you intend to play um, well, at that point in time, Flanagan now gone, so now only 20%. But two of the three, 10, 10 guys that you really want to play, um, 
you don't really know what their status is for next year until it puts you in this kind of holding position. And I feel like we might have missed out on some transfer Mm. wing players waiting for Alan Flanagan to make a decision. So my question is, do you think that Coach Pearl and company the entire time knew Flanagan wasn't coming back? They just didn't say anything and they were just aggressively going after other guys knowing this was going to happen? Or did Alan Flanagan hold that roster spot hostage until he graduated? I believe it's likely uh, that he held the roster spot hostage because, like, if he wanted to come back, what were they going to do, right? Like, they're, they're not, you're not going to not have him back. You're not kicking him off the team, right? If he wanted to return, he would be here. Right. And, uh, I, you know, from their aspect, they just want to know what he's going to do. What are you going to do so we know what we're going to do? And, uh, you know, they started bringing in guys. There may have reached a point, Ike, where they say, all right, listen, we got to make moves. <laughs> so if you're not going to tell us what you're going to do, we got to make moves in anticipation of what, of worst case scenario, which is you leaving us high and dry. Right. So, you know, I mean, I heard some things about team chemistry and, you know, other things that, that may have factored into this decision for Alan Flanagan to, to, to leave Auburn. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, Bruce is not going to say a bad thing about any of his guys. Right. Right. But I thought it was telling. And I'll go back to the NCAA tournament post game after they lost to Houston. Mm. Right. You and I were there. And Coach Pearl said something that it, it came off a little crass to me. Uh, but he said, listen, I want these guys to be proud of what they accomplished, but I have high standards. Right. And I just wonder if some of these guys didn't take that comment a little personally. As if, you know, wait, so we don't we don't meet your standards or like, you know, how much of this are you putting on us, coach? Now, you know, throughout the year, throughout the season, yeah, on our show, we've debated decision making from a coaching standpoint, what's on players, what's on coaches. You know, I wonder if there's an idea out there that more of it was on coaching than players. You know, again, that's pure speculation on my part. That's not based on any inside information. That's just me out loud based on what was said publicly. Right. There was a lot of disappointment about where this team finished and the coach did not exactly give them a ringing endorsement, in my opinion, after the game. <laughs> so in, in his mind, he might have been thinking, I need to tear this thing down and start to rebuild. Right. A bit. Um, and if you are part of that current team that is. Going to be rebuilt, maybe you take that a little personally. Right. So, you know, if he feels like he can go. So my question, I guess, to you would be, is Alan Flanagan a guaranteed starter at most Power 5 programs walking through? Ooh, good question. He's now in the transfer portal. Ooh, really good question. Walking- I think it depends on what situation he goes to. Cambridge um, got significant time at Arizona State. <laughs> He, yeah, he played a lot. I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's a really good question. Would Flan start at most programs? I think it just depends on what program he goes to, right? Like if he goes the, to Ole Miss, major, for example, where his dad's at. Well, see, I don't even know what Ole Miss's roster looks like right now, right? But like, so they, um, God, that's a good question, man. I have to look at what their roster is composed of right now and whether or not they have somebody in their wing positions that would be a better fit for them? That is a really great question. I, I have to go look at rosters to, 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 to see really what it looks like for those other places. But um, I think it's going to be hit or miss with Alan Flanagan, man. As much as I liked him as a player, and I think that he's a talented guy, 
um, he does have issues, right? Like he has some issues with shot selection. He has some issues with turning the ball over that he's got to get better. Um, and that actually makes me, you asking that question makes me rethink my thought process on Alan Flanagan completely. Yeah, I, I just, because well, I mean, you go if, to you, the if you had not asked me that, I'd been like, man, I'm really, I think we're going to miss Alan. But like, is, are there better wings out there in the country? The answer to that is absolutely yes. Yeah, for sure. But um, are there better wings on this Auburn program? The answer to that is absolutely no, right? Like, I think that a guy like Chris Moore... Or are the uh, incoming better better than him? Is it Chaney well, Johnson? The, thing, the incoming thing... The, the incoming thing... We talked about this a little bit before we started the show. Uh, the Chaney Johnson thing is interesting to me. I don't like him at a three. Okay. Um, you know, he is a six 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 seven guy who has the size of a three. I just... From looking at his tape, they didn't use him in a in a guard type position. He played a lot of post, and he has some decent post games. So my question would be whether or not Cheney, um was just playing out of position. Because I have I've got there's a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. I don't I don't know if you know Joe. You know Joe Clark, um, the guy who used to in the rap group with me when yeah, he was I remember anyway, Joe. Joe six seven, right? He's a six seven dude, but Joe plays like a guard, right? Mm-hmm. But because he was 6'7 in high school, they always had him in the post. And every team he ever played on, he was one of the tallest guys. So everybody wanted him to go to the post all the time, right? Is Chaney Johnson one of those types of guys who, because he was playing at UAH and he's one of the tallest guys on the team, they're like, we need you in the post. But he's really a guard, right? And so he just never got the opportunity to show the guard stuff because the team he was playing on wanted him to play the post. That's what I wonder about with Chaney Johnson. Like, is he a guy who's really a guard at 6'7", but he, they needed him in the post, and Auburn's not going to need him in the post, so he's going to get an opportunity to play out on the wing a little bit more. Hopefully it is that, because if that's the case, then we're going to be able to play a little bit bigger than what I would assume that we could with so many guards that are 6'4 and below right. on this team. Yeah. So, and so in my mind, losing a six five six six Allen Flanagan is going to hurt your ability to do a lot of things in the rebounding and defensive sides. But if Cheney Johnson can move his feet well on the perimeter and he can shoot effectively and drive effectively from the from the wing spot, then you're in a different place, right? Like you can go with your guards up front. You can play Cheney at the three, and if Jay Will comes back, you can have him at the four. That way, you're going. Six one six two as your point guard. Right. You're going six two six to six four at your two guard, depending on who you start. And then you're going six 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 eight, and then six ten. Way different starting lineup right there if you have that going. Or Chris Moore coming in six six, and then six seven six seven six six coming behind him with Cheney Johnson. It's a way different proposition. So if Cheney Johnson can play the three, I think I'm a, I'm a lot more comfortable with where Auburn is basketball wise. If he can't then you need another bigger guy. And I still wonder what the plan is at the three spot right now with it. Listen, Matthew Cleveland gone. Um, Tyson, the kid from Texas tech. Gone. Well, Katie Johnson and Leo Borman Berman are still on the scene. Yeah, but they're six, one, six, four. That's what they got. So, yeah. uh, to your point, uh, you know, we asked Brandy last night and I don't want to dissuade anybody from going to listen to the podcast, but you know, you know, who her dream, like she, what, what do you feel like we need to get? Mm-hmm. Um, and she would be, she's disappointed if Bruce doesn't go out and get at least two more guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you know, need two more guys. Now, um, I'll let you guys listen to the podcast 
about who those guys were, but she went down a list of people uh, that she felt like uh, would be on her dream list to come in. Um, I just feel like maybe if Allen was dragging his feet a little bit, that at some point you have to start to plan. Right. And we know from private conversations we've had with players and coaches, like the question gets asked, hey, what you going to do? Right. Right. Uh, Or or. They'll ask players about other players. Hey, do you know what this person is going to right. do? <laughs> right. So that you talk to them. Have you heard anything? Yeah, because uh, now with NIL and essentially what is free agency in college sports, um, more players are playing some of this close to the vest. Almost like they're pro athletes. Yeah. Right. So because it's not in their best interest to state out loud, especially if it's NIL money they're leveraging or like right. who knows what's going on behind the scenes. And yeah, it's, it's more like contract negotiations. Yeah, it is really for, I mean, we know Jarquez Hunter has an agent. He's, yeah. he's got an agent, Ike. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out for Alan Flanagan, whether this is the right decision, because we talk about the portal and kids jumping in the portal. And what doesn't get talked about enough when it comes to the portal is that um, it doesn't work out for a lot of the kids who decide to jump in. Right. It does, doesn't work out. So, like, at the end of the day, you know, is this going to work out for him? Is this the best decision for him? Uh, we don't know. We don't, we don't know just yet. Yet to be seen. And t- I mean, like, again, you, you raise a really great question as to whether or not uh, how many destinations are out there for Alan Flanagan to really get the type of prime time minutes that he really wants. And he wants to be kind of more of a featured portion of whomever's offense. So the question is, where can he go to be able to get that? The difference between basketball and football, though, is that he could go to a mid-major to a program that's not in the power five and still have good pro aspirations. Now, his NIL money might not be as good. Right. But he can go somewhere that's not necessarily a power five program and still be able to put up the kind of minutes that he wants. So he's got some work to do to figure out whether or not there is a good situation out there in college basketball that will allow him to be the type of player that he wants to be. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. We are here for you all to get your frustrations vented, Mm. to talk about your hopeful sunshine pumping, whatever it is that you want to do. Now's the time to do that. While you're here, make sure that you like the video and subscribe to the channel. But we are going to go to the comment section to see what you all are marinating on with the best fans of Auburn sports there are out here in the country the ones right here in the war report chat green name gang checking in AU alum 94 says figured Allen was gone when dad left you want to go G League fair enough but transfer to another school come on man yeah the transfer I don't like I said it just leaves me with this weird feeling this feels like a weird transfer man uh you know yeah so I, I mean I the Bose transfer didn't feel like a weird transfer. It just felt like it didn't, it didn't really feel that weird. Um, this feels weird. 
Uh, now, listen, both kids got their degrees, and I think that that should be applauded. Mm-hmm. 100%. Both of these guys got their degrees, and any uh, kid that gets their degree and decides to move on, I'm all about it. Uh, TJ Finley got his degree, supported. Bo got his degree. You know, Alan Flanagan is getting his degree. Uh, these are Auburn men forever. Uh, but it doesn't change that this feels weird. Yeah. It absolutely will feel weird to see Alan Flanagan in some other uniform at some point in time in his collegiate career if that's what ends up happening and he doesn't go through a pro. Haley jumps in and asks, what's the bet on him going to Ole Miss? This is a good question. I think this is highly speculated that this is where he's going to go because that's where his dad went. But I don't know the answer to this question, right? Like there were talks of, you know, him and his dad not, you know, having seen eye to eye on some things. And so I don't know whether or not uh, Ole Miss is going to be the destination. It would seem to me if Ole Miss is the place that he was going to go, like, he might as well just say, I'm entering my name in the transfer portal, but put a no contact tag on him because I'm going to Ole Miss, bro. Like, let's just, we're not even going to play around with this. But he has taken visits to other places besides Ole Miss. So it, it leads me to believe that Ole Miss is on his list, but not necessarily the place. And don't forget, um, Eric Musselman basically reaches out to everybody who enters the transfer portal. Uh, so... <laughs> he will likely get a call uh, from Eric Musselman. And he's an Arkansas guy. He's from Arkansas. Yeah, so. Eric Musselman is out here speed dating in the portal for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see whether or not know. he wants to go back home. So, uh, yeah, Arkansas, um, I'm sorry, Ole Miss. I mean, I just don't know. Is playing for his dad this important in his last year? I don't know. You yeah, know, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, like, I don't know if that's a big deal for him. Yeah, right I just don't. It just feels like it shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Go where you're going to get some tape, and maybe going to play for his dad will guarantee that. So if that is the reasoning, I'm all. Yeah, about I it. mean, I don't listen. That's that's is Chris Beard going to be calling the shots on the rotation, or is his dad right? Like, if his dad's there, like, how much influence is he actually going to have on whether or not Allen plays? I don't know the answer to that. So, but yes, mm-hmm. to your point, you got to go somewhere where you know you're going to go get minutes because this is the last sh- chance that you've got to put this on uh, the court on film, right? Uh, Chris Sanders jumps in. Shout out to Al. Thought he would go pro for sure. Agree uh, with your sentiments. Yeah, I mean, it, can't. I know we're belaboring the point, you know, at this point, but just this feels weird, man. This feels like there. It, this move might be about things that are not going right internally. Um, now, uh, it's been a very slow portal season for Auburn basketball. Like. I mean, it was very slow, and we've been bemoaning how slow it was and just wondering what's going on there. Like, are guys looking at the program and not seeing things they like? Uh, right. You know, we'll see. But ultimately, it'll be up to what Bruce decides, what, what he puts together on the court and see if he can uh, put together a serviceable team, you know, out of the guys that are left, right? Because we still don't quite know what Janai Broom is doing, if I'm correct, right? right? So uh, that's a huge one. Um, and, you know, from what I understand, he did not get invited to the combine. There is some speculation that he will be returning, you know, should be returning. It was just testing the waters. Uh, but uh, Cardwell and Broom returning would be huge, I think. Uh, Williams, uh, Chris Moore, uh, you know, as the forwards returning, uh, they're targeting Mitchell Holmes. Uh, so we'll see how that is that goes. And, uh, you know, Berman, I believe, is going on a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think, most likely. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, Bruce Pearl said last year that he 
if he had had the scholarship to give him, he would have given, given it to him a Berman scholarship before. So yeah, and Katie Johnson is still here, right? So like, does his game take the next level? Uh, need it, <laughs> right? Libera, and Phylon decommitting was a lot was very disappointing, you know, for a yeah, lot of people. I'll agree. You know, that was something that you know that was, that was a player a lot of people were looking forward to seeing play here. Uh, so you know, how do they fill those spots, man? Uh, I mean, you need a serviceable point guard. You know, we know Wendell Green is out. Uh, he kind of stated that there might be a might have been some discontent on his part uh, as well too. His dad, you know, gave us the the, the vague LOL <laughs> on Bruce's post. I, I just again, I just wonder if all this points to something that's happening internally with that program. We will definitely find out soon enough what the plan is post Alan Flanagan. Missed that these were super chats. Apologize. French T. Taylor says any word on the offensive tackle Markel Bell and MLC, speaking of Montana, Lamonius Craig. Have not heard anything new on any of those developments. Right. But uh, yeah, Lamonius Craig, I do not expect to, to, to come to Auburn. I, I feel like it's unlikely. Yeah, very unlikely at this point, right? Um, Markel Bell. Man, like, listen, how many linemen can you add in one offseason? <laughs> right? Like, all of them. Oh, the my answer. goodness. <laughs> they, they have done the work in the portal at offensive line. And I think with Peyton Thorne coming in and being your potential quarterback, you need that, right? But we looked at the numbers under pressure, he's 29%. He's, you know, the, the strategy will be blitz him, get pressure on him, and make him beat you with his arm. Uh, the numbers show sometimes he can do that and sometimes he can make some costly mistakes. So, you know, providing pressure, uh, I'm sorry, providing protection for a quarterback like Peyton Thorne, you know, uh, and and Robbie as well, too, you know, will make a difference between maybe five, six percentage points in completion percentage. So keep bringing in alignment. I, I agree. You got you got to find a combination that works. For right. these quarterbacks. It's, it's important, man. It's yeah. important to make sure that you've got that solidified. Lisa Daniel with another super chat here. Sounds like the cat has something to say. Uh, talking about the cat in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. We kicked him out. We, we, we evicted him. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Sanders says Chris Moore is likely the three. I don't I don't dislike this. Listen, Simo is a great energy guy. Um, he's going to do a lot of the things defensively and hustle-wise on the boards that you need okay. from your three spot. He was the starter at the beginning of last season, so I think that this is a a probability of them having Simo come in and play starting minutes at the three. You've got enough scoring with uh, Aiden Holloway coming in, mm -hmm. Denver Jones coming in. I, I am bit really big on what Trey Donaldson brings to this team as a kind of true point guard uh, on both ends of the floor. Um, and you know, if you have KD Johnson step up and score, you got him. If Janai Broom comes back scoring post defense, all that sort of thing. So you have elements of a good team if everybody comes back. Uh, but if they don't, we've got some work to do specifically in the post because I don't really know where you go if you lose Jay Will and or Janai. Right. Agreed. I, I'm I'm not a big Chris Moore fan. But like again, for these kids that are returning, hopefully his game, we see the next level of his game. Uh, yeah. Certainly, he seemed a little turnover prone last season when he would get in inexplicable turnovers at times, and it was really more so after the injury, right? Like I mean, when he came back from the, the injury, injury, right? Yeah. He was, yeah, he was super hesitant. He just didn't seem to have the same, um, like, just definitive. I'm gonna go and make this move, make this. When he early in the season, he was playing well. But when he when he injured his shoulder and he came back, everything seemed to be really hesitant for him. He came on a little bit when we got into the tournament. Um, at the end there, he definitely. 
was a defensive presence that we needed. But to your point, his him being tentative in there, basketball is not a game where you, well, there really aren't any sports where you can be tentative. But if you're not playing with in- instinct and passion, it's hard for you to be good and play at a high level when the athletes around you or you're playing against are so good. Right. Um, you just kind of have to trust it and go with it. Uh, alum, AU alum 94 jumps back in. Agreed, Mike G. This is really disappointing. Always rooted for this legacy kid. All the ups and downs. This feels like a bad divorce. Yeah. I, this, yeah. I mean, listen, nobody said anything negative publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I want to make that clear. It just feels, this feels weird. It just feels weird to me. The transfer portal option feels weird. If you were going pro, I would definitely not have this feeling. Um, but going to play for another school, like seeing him in somebody else's jersey uniform. Yeah, man, man, it's crazy. Uh, Chris Sanders jumps in. I'd be okay with Flan dropping 30 against us in a loss for whatever team he's on. He would, he would, he he would probably get a standing ovation from our crowd. Yeah. If he, if Flan had a really great game and, and they still lost, our, our fans would be happy for Flan and then happy that they, he lost as well. Both of those things can definitely happen at the same time. Uh, Chris jumps back in and says, college basketball desperately needs more floor spacing. So just talking about the ability to shoot from the outside, especially if you got a guy like Janai Broom who works well in the post, you need the ability to space the floor for him to be most effective down there and him being able to pass well out of the double team. So I agree with this comment wholeheartedly. Mm. Yeah. Um, Christian jumps in. Glad Allen is trying something different. I hope Jalen Williams does the same if the portal is still open and if he goes pro. So Jay Will has graduated, so portal is not a limiting factor for him at all. He can do what he wants to do. Interesting here, though, that you want Jalen Williams to transfer or, or try something different. Yeah, I thought he really started to come on last season. I thought he started to find himself as a scorer, as a more confident uh, shooter. And, uh, ah, man, I, it would be to me, it would be a luxury to have him back. Uh, because it did feel like his game was already going to the next level, right? And I would love to see him continue it here at Auburn. So, yeah. you know, uh, Jay Will, is again, is another interesting one that has some options here. Uh, but, again, what is his role going to be? Has he sat down and talked with his coach about it? And do they feel confident that that's the direction, right, that uh, is going to be best for his pro prospects? Because right. these guys are running out of time, Mike, to make their mark. Yeah, this right. is it. Yeah, this yeah. is his last year to make it happen. Yeah. Or no, I asked him to do something else with his life. I asked him, uh, you know, after the loss to Houston, and I mean, he kind of—I wouldn't say he snapped back at me, but he—he he kind of was like, you know, hey man, listen, uh, we're not done. We're not necessarily done. You know, and I, I thought it was a foregone conclusion that these guys would probably just go test the waters at the pro level. And he was just like, no, and, you know, we could all still return. Now, it's not right. panning out that way <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's got some options. And, and I have the same question for him, Ike, that I have for Flan. If he transfers to another school, is he a starter walking in the door at another right. Power 5 program? So, I mean, it's, and it's a valid and very good question to ask. Um, again, it depends on how those rosters are composed, but it's a very good question to ask. Um, Christian Crawford jumps back in. Florida looks like a good place for Flan. This is interesting, right? Because <clears throat> Todd Golden used to be on the staff here at Auburn. Would that be a play? And, and they lost quite a bit uh, this offseason from guys declaring to go pro and transferring uh, from that team. 
I could see Alan Flanagan potentially playing at Florida as far as how their roster is composed and how they want to play ball. And, um, you know, Todd Golden's an analytics guy, so he put, he would figure out whether or not it made sense for his roster composition. But that'd be an interesting landing spot, I think, for Alan Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Florida mm, has been kind of one of those middling teams in the SEC, right? Like, they're always... The last few years, they definitely yeah. have. They've been right, yeah. good, not great. Yeah, and they're always... You worry about them when you have to play them. <laughs> For sure. You worry about when you have to play them, but they never really... They haven't made any noise in the conference in quite some time. So, like, you know, again, maybe that's a good spot. Maybe that's a good place to go with that type of program. Yeah. Um, AU Alumni for Ask, has Flannan ever dropped 30? So I think he's had a 30-point game. game. I think he's had a 30-point I don't know. Game. I don't know what his career high is. Yeah. I'm not looking at his stats, so I have no idea. Yeah, we'll go. Um, We'll we'll end it off on this one because I think this is a good one too. Can we talk about Coach Harris and the portal class she built? So speaking of uh, Auburn women's basketball, she's putting together a nice collection of new talent for the team. Lost quite a bit of productivity um, with uh, Kula Bali deciding to hit the portal as well as Carissa Richardson, two of the higher performing people. Uh, Romy Levy hit the portal, right? So like a lot of the players that were crucial pieces of last year's team no longer on that team but did a really great job of replacing those players um in the portal this offseason so definitely um kudos to to coach harris for the effort that she and her staff did with getting more quality players to come in i'm really going to be interested to see how this team comes together next year with so many new pieces um but a lot of young and really good pieces that are coming in as far as freshmen and uh second-year players that that bloomed in, in small spots last year. So kudos to them, man. Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Coach Harris and the job that she's doing with the women's basketball team. a great team. job. Uh, so looking forward to see next season for them. Anyway, that's it for us, man. We are going to get out of here. Another great morning drop. And until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drop.